What's your persuasion bonus? Plus nine. Oh, mine is two. That's very good. Oh my gosh. Okay, <laughs> so sorry, Arlen is actually useless. Unless if you want to like farm or something. Yes. Magic dagger acupuncture. Magic dagger acupuncture. Oops. 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 And and if all else fails, no one could just punch you hard enough that it like activates the magic again. But we'll try the meditation. <laughs> I've been, you want me to put him into his avatar state? You know, I've been <laughs> I've been killed. So many times, it's worth a shot. What's another death, right? You win. You win. <laughs> you win. Thank you. First time. Chapter 203, The Lost Journal. Okay. So, in the last episode... Well, the last episode, actually, we found out about how the tabaxi came across Malvern's journal and uh, had to fight a whole bunch of um, onkegs in the uh, in the waste to get a hold of it. Or, as it turned out, slaughtered them mercilessly in the waste. Uh, but the one before that, the uh, main party, had just settled down for dinner when all of a sudden a dragon landed in the courtyard and dropped Jade Claw off. And... Uh, had delivered the journal to them so um, interesting things abound and then actually what what all court things that happened of import for uh for the party there in in this last go around Adri's gonna be a baron Adri's gonna be a baron well that didn't actually happen in court that was uh, you guys all uh putting your heads together and powwowing but yes you uh agreed that Adri's probably the most likely person in the uh in the party to succeed as uh, uh, succeed, not succeed. Succeed oh, as Baron. Cotter's gonna be a Baron. Cotter's <laughs> gonna be a Baron. Yeah, no, that uh, did happen in court. Well, they confirmed it. They um, had already laid it upon you that that was gonna happen. But a couple other people got prizes. Uh, who else? Oh, we got um, Marshall. Marshall, yeah. Yes. Craval oh, and yeah. Noan were named Marshals of Porta Magnum, so which is really just kind of a court title, but um, it would actually, in times of war, you could um, command your own brigade if you wanted to. So quite interesting things happening there. And then you retired uh, to a quiet, <laughs> quote unquote, quiet dinner at the uh, Cotter house, Fraser, the Fraser household, and then a dragon dropped in. Um, and oh, by the way. Um, Cotter, uh, the grounds people want to know what to do about the very large footprint dents in the in the side lawn, but uh, that that can wait for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, but something really important happened in the in between times. Uh, you all leveled up, didn't you? Woo. So why don't we go around and we can uh, list what all happened to the characters here. And uh, Bryce, why don't you start out with Cotter and tell us what happened with uh, Cotter at level 13. So at level 13, uh, all characters, and most characters maybe, all characters, get a proficiency bonus increase to plus 5, which makes lots of things go up just a little bit. Um, in addition, I got... 
um, nine more hit points, so I'm up to a total of 107. And finally, I got my first fourth level spell slot, which is great. I also did some calculations and realized that I uh, was preparing fewer spells than I'm supposed to. So I now have 10 spells prepared by choice, including one that I'm very excited about, Find Greater Steed. Oh, good. I'm sure the party will be thrilled about that. But yeah, that means that at any time I have a choice of like 18 different spells that I can cast. So Greater Steed, that allows you to find a griffin, a unicorn, or a rainbow pony? Um, I think it's still like a like a dog. Okay. Halflings don't have that many choices, I guess. Well, when you can conjure a rainbow pony, then you'll be my best friend. Okay, anything else from Cotter for this level up? I think that's really it. Okay, real good. Quite exciting. And then Jade Claw. What happened to Jade Claw? At uh, at Did uh, she finally get the ability to roll um, good survival checks when they're trying to desperately track things down? I always roll great survival checks. Whenever. Um, I got... Oh, sorry. Cat. Uh, nine more hit points and a fourth level spell. Anything else for uh, the ranger there? No. Is this don't. your first fourth level spell? Yes. Ah, so what, what interesting fourth level spells do you get access to? Uh, they're really cool ones, but I chose Locate Creature, which is probably the least cool one out of all of them. Okay. But it's pretty cool. Could, could come in very handy, let me tell you. Okay, and um, then, um, Drew, why don't you tell us about what happened with Kraval at 13th level? Uh, well, for me, being a multi-class character, I'm now got another level in Cleric, so now I'm a ninth level Cleric, 4th level Barbarian. Uh, much like Bryce, I unlocked a new level of spells, so I can now cast 5th level spells, which also get me my last bonus spells for being a Warcaster, which makes me very excited. Uh, same thing, proficiency bonus, up my spell attack, my spell save, my attack bonuses... So very excited about that. Uh, and also, like Bryce, I realized I'd shortchanged myself. Yes, tell us about this revelation that you came across. I had, in all my excitement of this podcast and your great storytelling and Matt's horrible jokes, realized that I had not raised my hit points in about three levels. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> after doing the math and doing everything, I realized I'd shortchanged myself by almost 30 hit points. Oh my gosh. I was wondering why Kraval was going down so easy in each of the fights. It's like, wow, that, that, that really happened quick. So uh, yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of hit points. Yeah, our, our tank stank when it came to hit points. Uh, no, your tank, which is technically Potter, is rocking it. It was the cleric that wasn't rocking it. I mean, I'm the sub tank, so I can kind of suck on occasion. We were also hitting the floor sometimes but yeah. yeah so that's good and then the new spell list i have it just it makes me really excited to try to do more role playing and try to just really enrich this character i feel like it's finally opened up as a cleric so i'm really excited and any really fantastic spells in that list that are going to make that happen uh commune legend lore hallow a few things like that yeah i think it'd be really neat excellent so uh yeah it's a, a bit of excitement there all the way around yeah and plus, and my, you won't be crashing to the turf so often. Hopefully not, yeah. And also, I realized my halitosis got a little bit stronger, too, so I'm excited about that as well. Okay. I, can, I get 46 lightning when I do the uh, breath attack. Neat. Yeah, so I'm really, I'm really happy. This is really exciting. And my already sucky passive perception went a little bit less sucky, so. There we go. I'm, I'm happy. 
Okay, and Jesse, why don't you tell us about what's happening with Adria 13th level? Yeah, um, nothing terribly exciting in terms of combat abilities, um, but in our travels and uh, in our new uh, adventures into diplomacy, uh, Adria has discovered a way to uh, interact with the key of other creatures and understand all languages as well as be understood um, by anyone who can speak a language. Wow. So the monks have neat. unlocked the ability to speak all languages, mm. essentially. Wow. Um, and also I have six more hit points. <laughs> and one more key point. Yeah. So, and I'm especially excited about that ability to... Uh, to understand and to speak because a storyteller, uh, my oh. garbled conic wasn't really uh, enabling me to to do justice to the tale. So yeah, now tell, tell us more about speak, what no one can do here. Yeah, I can speak how I naturally would, and and that will be interpreted just fine by by the clan. So that's a a nice bonus. So the dragonborn younglings won't be going snarf, snarf, growl, growl anymore. You'll actually be like, what is this old or, guy talking about? Or I won't about? be saying, and Kraval, your ward leader, sprang forth with an umbrella. And, you know, <laughs> you know. It was a mighty umbrella, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> because intercanic umbrella is grr, and warsword is grr. And, yep. you know, sometimes I get it mixed up. It's, it's an inflection language, yes. It is. Yeah. It really is. It's it's all about how you uh, you know gutturalize the gur, so very good. Anything else for Noah on there? A few more hit points, no doubt. More hit points. You know, I hit better. I dodge better. You know, you're just better. You know, just uh, basic. Yeah, I'm feeling <laughs> better, and I and I did not have a deficit of thirty hit points, so that makes me feel good too. Yep. Nothing like not not having something. Very good. And then, Owen, why don't you tell us about Arlen? Yeah, so I was like, um, should I just, what do I do with Arlen? Well, I, I think at this point in time, it's all theoretical. So yeah, what, so what theoretical um, enhancements did you get? If Arlen was a normal sorcerer, he would have eight more hit points uh, and seventh level spells. Ooh, wow. Um, so he has one seventh level spell slot. And he chose the new spell Chain Lightning. Ah. And the he also gets one more cantrip, which he chose Chill Touch. Ooh, cool. Which is neither cold damage or a touch spell. <laughs> it is a necrotic 30-foot spell. Yeah. So I guess it's just chilling to you. Yeah. Uh... It's such a funny It's spell. like Mage Hand that just rots you. Exactly. Yes. The Necromancer's Finger spell. Yeah, I, I guess Rotten Mage Hand just wouldn't come across as well. I so. guess not. Yeah. I'm really excited to see Arlen use oh. Chain Lightning. That's Sorry, yeah. Sorry, it's I mean, 120. I'm excited for Arlen to do anything at this point. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Honestly. Yeah. Hey, wow, you cast the light cantrip. You're getting so good. It's like <laughs> Princess Bride when Wesley can just like barely turn his head. Wait, so is yeah. that like a meta thing, though? Because as far as we know, Arlen can't use magic. Yes. It is. Like you said, this so is all theoretical. Like, no, eh, he probably knows how to use <laughs> At right magic. now, like in game, he has eight more hit points. Yeah, so you'd have the more hit points. It's just theoretically he can cast seventh level spells. Because theoretically yep. he can cast spells theoretically. Um, and right now I have a dagger and that is it. 
That's not true. You have a party of friends. Yeah, thanks, friends. I'm yeah. useless now. And really, friendship is the real magic. I have a really high persuasion bonus, though. Here we go. So we can face man the party. What's your persuasion bonus? Plus nine. Oh, mine is two. That's very good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, so sorry, Arlen is actually useless. Unless if you want to, like, farm or something. Yes. So plus one to milking. Actually, mm-hmm. no, your proficiency is plus five now. Mm-hmm. Plus six plus, to milking. Plus six to milking. Woo. So you can... Because my strength is a zero. <laughs> plus five to <laughs> well, it's, it's more in the technique with the milking anyway. You're right, you're right. Yeah. I, ha- I have uh, more proficiency with farmer's tools, so. Very good. That's just plus five. You get plus one as a racial bonus. Okay. Very good. So, um, everyone's uh, leveled up, and uh, Arlen is theoretically leveled up. Ooh. And you guys all find yourself back in the Cotter household. Jade Claw has appeared... And has handed you this ancient tome. I mean, and it just speaks of ancient. It's, it's it apparently, you know, it's the size of a small diary. And it is weather-beaten and worn. And, you know, frayed and, and rubbed at the sides. It's definitely been kicked around a bunch. But it caught your eye immediately. Because what is the title on this tome? I don't remember, <laughs> to be this honest. Being We're all looking at Melanie because of... it's sitting in front of her printed out and she's like trying to hand it off to everybody else what does it say melanie this being the account of the wanderings of malvern servant of a low all so yeah so there you find yourself you're in the front hall at the fraser household and uh reunited with jade claw and have received this present what are you going to do are you just going to stand in the front hall I think we should retire to a more secure location and start perusing this book. Okay. So off to one of the parlors there. It, it is only after dinner time. Well, your dinner was kind of interrupted. Well, and I and I asked Jade, I said, you've been traveling. Uh, can we get you something to eat before we pour into this journal? It'll always be nice. They have some mm-hmm. vittles that are very tender for you to eat. Oh, geez. They're awfully Purina. They're fresh, you know. Um, anyways, we'll just throw in all of the kitten caboodle. Yeah. So I'll I'll ask one of the stewards to to bring a meal to Jade. Are you hungry? Because I am. <laughs> <laughs> you win. You win. <laughs> you win. Thank you. First time. Very good. Okay, so. Um, he starts handing, or the steward comes back and uh, with a, a plate of food for for uh, Jade, and she hands out the tome which you're able to hand around. Um, so, shall we read through the tome, or do you just want to discuss what's in it, or what do you wanted to? I think we should read it okay. so the audience can get the full impact. It, it's probably the best way because there's a bunch of stuff in there. So, who would like to read the? home to our good listening audience i think we should do it like it's second grade and just everyone reads a paragraph and just go around the popcorn read no or would that not work for you who has this talking stick i mean i can read it okay do you want to do you want to do it owen oh i'll get two diaries oh boy dear diary are we gonna read all 10 pages it's only nine pages all right okay 
This being the account of the wanderings of Malvin, servant of Alowal. Day 1. I begin this journal on the first day of our leaving of the Tower of Alowal in the Valleus Calliae. I do not know the reason for our leaving of our pleasant tower, but my master has commanded that the Dactire and I accompany him on his journeyings. Since the Mage Wars, he has gone on journeys before, but always alone. Also, before, he did so with specific promise to return at a specific date in the future. This time, he just told the two of us to make preparations to leave for a long trip across the Campo Magno with no return set. Also, we were to set up a camp one mile from the tower down the road to Calium Sedes. For what purpose we were to do this, I do not know. Day 2. Alowal has joined us, and I am disturbed at his demeanor. His visage was more grim than I have ever seen it. These last several months have wrought a terrifying change in him. His physical form has wasted away, and he seems to be a gaunt skeleton of his former self. Rumor has it that he is seen walking the battlements at night muttering to himself. But today he met us. There was all but a physical force that pushed us away from him. He all but extended malevolent power. Also, he spoke of the school and the tower that has been our home for these last twenty years in the past tense. I can only speculate what that means. I don't know if he noticed, but Dectire and I pitched our bedrolls as far on the opposite side of the campfire from him that politeness allowed. Day 3. We camp at the southern edge of Valis Calliae. For some reason, we took secondary paths that took a wide berth around the elvish settlement. I was happy not to have to go through the ghost town that once has been that bustling hub of learning and trade just a year before. Why have the elves left us to this fate? Day 4. Tonight we camp in the land of the pleasant tabaxi. Though shy cat people did not come out to meet us, this is no surprise. They are reclusive under the best circumstances. Now that the world is on fire, it only follows they should retreat to their tree houses and shun the outside world that has gone mad. Day 5. This has been the worst day so far. Tonight we camp on the foothills of the delta in which Calium Sedes is sighted. Only now have we recognized the true tragedy that befall the kingdom of Campo Magno. To our east, we could only see death and destruction. The cities that should have dotted the land on the horizon were only crumbled ruins, once, their once proud skylines beaten down to a jumble of broken buildings. Worse yet, the land itself is changing. The apocalyptic magics that were unleashed seem to have wrecked the very earth itself. Even now, we can see a creeping desert overtaking the towns as drought-parched earth blows hither and yon, eating up the formerly fertile valley. The greatest blow of all, though, was the view to the south. I have seen this view before in happier times, and to see the pillars and the pla palaces of Calium Sedes from afar is to strike awe in the soul. Now the palaces are beaten down and the pillars cracked and felled. The greatest edifice of civilization crushed to the earth. I go to sleep in a deep depression. Why does my master desire to journey here, and why has he muttered not one word of when we shall return to our school? Day 6. 
we camp by the shore. The coast of the great ocean is a wonder to behold, warm and tropical. One believes that all care should dis- should be could be discarded here. Perhaps when our wanderings are done, I may return here. A small garden and a skiff to catch fish with, and I could be content to live out my days. Day 7. Alowal has been gone for a day. He contracted the services of a nearby fisherman, to what end I don't know. They left, headed out towards the peak of the island we can see in the far, far distance. Is that their destination? And if so, why? I opened up to Dektar about my feelings and was relieved to hear that I was not the only one that felt this oppressive doom. Worse yet, it has lifted this past day in the absence of our master. It is as if a cloud of gloom follows him, and only in his absence can we enjoy the warmth of the sun and the caress of the breeze. I now dread his return, and part of me secretly wishes it for not to happen. Day 10. The Master Returns. To be plainly honest, these last days we began to believe that he must have met some ill fate over the seas, and only the dread fear our master's wrath if we abandoned him keep us rooted. When we had all but given up hope, we sighted the sail of the dinghy on the horizon wending its way to our cove. When he did arrive, another fearful mystery was at hand. The fisherman was missing. Our master explained that he had been slain by the fearsome creatures that inhabit the isle we could barely see in the distance. Something in this explanation did not ring true as our master was no sailor. Could he possibly have fought weather and currents to bring the small skiff across the sea on the true course to our cove? It would have taken the greatest of luck. Still, when someone has no choice, they can ride above their abilities. I will hold my peace on this matter for now. Day 12. We have reached Oro Sivatum. The days have been pleasant as we journeyed up the Magna Flumen, its great waters flowing past us on the way to the ocean. The arrival at the town was less so. Oro Sivatum was no great city in its day, but a hub of commerce it was, being at the confluence of the Great River and the Cataracta Fluvius, flowing down from Civitas Cataracta. Oh, how I wish to visit that city! Can you imagine a city built over a great waterfall? It is a wonder of our modern world, I am told. But we are in Aro Savatum, or what is left of it. It is just a shell of a town now, with shattered walls of its buildings jutting up like broken teeth. Only the town hall seems remotely intact, and even that is missing the roof to its bell tower, which still stands in an impotent quest to reach the sky. It seems more like the haunt of the unquiet dead, and we were most happy to camp on its outskirts as we were forbidden to enter the town as our master did. It took no threats on the part of, on his part to convince us not to enter, and in fact it would have taken strong threats to do us to get us to do the opposite. Day fifteen The unquiet feeling continues. We have had nothing but time to reflect on our surroundings, and we cannot fail to notice that the land is failing. A blowing sand, or rather dust, has been advancing from the east. It settles on our food and chokes our lungs. We have taken to wearing cloths over our faces as the nomads of the desert east of Porta Magnum do. We fear that in a season it will swallow up the whole of the town, and fear it may have already done so for the cities east in the valley. 
We can even see its stain flowing down the river. These last several days, our master has returned each night for the evening meal, and he shows the signs of doing some hard labor. What is he doing? We have no idea. But it is consuming some of the magical supplies he brought as our packs have been lighter each day. Day 19. We have been here a week now and have had no sight of our master for days. This time he warned us that he would be gone for some time, so we have not been as alarmed as we had with the trip over the sea. How long should we wait? We will bide our time for now. Day 25. The day of our leaving must be coming soon by hook or by crook. We fear abandoning our master. If he ever caught us, I'm sure his revenge would be terrible. Still, we are running out of food and the water is bad. The staining of the river is increasing by the day. A sandbar even formed in the middle of what used to be a navigatable river. We have taken to straining the water through a cloth to get the dust out of it. Speaking of which, the dust is piling up like snowdrifts against the building. As much as we are in fear of the town, we have moved our camp to the lee of a broken building to escape the drifts. The local gardens have grown wild, but they provide us with some provisions, and I have some luck bringing down some of the local rabbits and other small animals to supplement our rations. But it seems like they too are abandoning this town, as our numbers are dwindling faster than my marksmanship can explain. Day 29. Just as we were sure we must leave, Lowell has returned. He seemed pleased with whatever task he set himself upon, and in a lighter mood than we have seen him since we left the school. We pleaded with him to divert to Kalesque or Civitas Cataracta to resupply, and it seems like we are headed towards the latter. Good thing, as I figure we only have a few days of food left. Day 30. I am convinced that we are either lost or a Lowell is not he heading for Waterfall City. We are going too directly south. Perhaps our master is aiming to hit the high road and then to civilization? Our supplies are low. I am fighting rising panic. Day 31. I was right about missing Civitas Cataracta, but wrong about our supply situation. It turned out that we had been making for the summer palace all along. This too looks more like a tomb than a town. Perhaps some who fled Calium Sedes took shelter here after the Mage Wars, but if they are so long gone and it is a ghost town, it was well supplied, and we took from its stores enough to set us on the road for weeks again. Day 33. Mystery abounds again. After raiding the town for stores, Alowal relocated us an hour's hike away and had us set up camp. He has been returning to the town by himself again and again, as he has been the case for this whole venture. We have no idea why. Day 34. This has been a day of ups and downs. I realize that the ominous feeling that was hung over us since leaving the school has lightened. As often happens, it has been happening to a degree as we have left each of our stops, but it wasn't until now that it became obvious. It is as if we are leaving a bit of angst behind each, with each stop we make. On the downside, Dector has fawn, fallen ill. It started with chills in the morning and progressed to a full fever and shaking by midday. I am ministering to her as best I can, but cool cloths and herbal brews don't seem to help. Day 35. What a horrible day. Alowal has finished whatever he was doing in the summer palace and commanded that we leave on the hour. 
I explained that Dector was in no condition to travel. He declared that she must be left behind. I protested, but he gave me a look so menacing that I nearly fainted. When did he come into such possession of such power? I packed up, but it was as if I was a specter watching someone else operating my body to do that work. In the end, I left Dectir with enough food and water to make it back to the school. However, we had not gone even an hour when we heard wolves attacking something back down our trail. If that was our companion, I fear she is dead. She was in no shape to fight off anything. Even if she wasn't set upon by the wildlife, what chance does she have in this forsaken wilderness? This may be the worst day of my life, and I'm possessed of the notion that I will not have many more left to me. Day 41 I now wallow in depression. The sun holds no light or warmth for me anymore. After this valley crossing, I can only summon the energy to put one foot in front of the other, my head down. When we left the summer palace, I faintly hoped that we would head to Savita's Cataracta in civilization. Instead, we trekked north across the valley towards Kalesque. The prospect of visiting the happy halflings would cheer anyone up. Even the ugly rumor that they had built a wall to keep outsiders out of their lands wouldn't temper that desire. As we near their vale, there is only sorrow in my soul. Any happiness was sucked out of me during this journey. Many times have I visited the great cities of the fertile vale and strode their fine avenues. This time, we gave each a wide berth with good reason. Now, just burnt shells of crumbling walls and rotting fields, their proud mansions and towers thrown down in ruin. Calidum fontes, aro civitum, aquam fluida, fluae, nope. There's too many U's in this word. Fluidum, fortum civitas. They all lie in ruin, slowly being buried by the blowing sands of this ruined valley. We strayed too close to Portum Civitas, hoping to refresh our stories with the spoils of the gardens let go wild. As we did so, a mongrel lot of refugees set upon us. They charged from the ruined building, and I quailed and would have fled, but my master stood firm. He stood resolute, a stone in the face of the slavering mob, and when they approached within a stone's throw, he threw up his arms and the most curious event happened. They stopped in their tracks and a visage of true horror appeared upon their faces. They paled, screamed, and fled as if the very demons of the underworld were after them. After this, I follow my master only because I fear leaving his service would visit upon me a similar fate. Day 42 the rumors about Kalesque are true. A shining wall of new stone has been erected across the valley entrance to the Vintner's barony. Two large gates bar entrance to anyone not of the Vale. This was of no account to us, as this apparently was not the goal of my master. A shanty town of refugees has built up at the base of the new wall, and we were able to barter for provisions to continue our trek apparently further into the mountains. Day 48. This is quite a wonder. Even in my distressed state, I am not immune to the wonder I encounter today. I heard that there is a settlement of gnome tinkerers between Kalesque and Faramond, and we have found it. 
or at least what was here some time ago. The settlement is, or was, built partly inside and partly outside the mountain. The outside seems to have suffered the same fate as just all settlements outside the walled baronies of the hills. It too was flattened by some conflict in the mage wars. The part that was built into the mountainside, perhaps by the dwarves, shows signs of hasty exit. News has it that the gnomes fled to the security of the mountain fortress of Faramons. Most of the tools, fixtures, and inventions were removed, but apparently due to their speedy exit, not all could be taken. In some cases, only the finest things were taken, leaving much behind. My master has been away several days again, and so I have taken to exploring a bit, although not too far so, I, so as not to get lost. I can only wonder at the items and the devices that I have found. All are either broken or incomplete, as I assume any complete inventions were spirited away with the refugees. Still, it hints at the wonder and ingenuity of the tinkerers that lived here. Day 49 Alowal returned and looked exceedingly pleased, so I assume that the mission he was on was a success. As usual, he is silent on the subject of what tasks he does. The only clue that I could divine was the air of smokiness about him, as if he had been in the presence of a large fire for some time. I see no smoke rising into the air. Perhaps there is yet a heated forge in this place? We are packing up to journey again, which is well as we were running through our supplies again. We are headed east, so perhaps to Faramond's, but I have heard it is also sealed. We do not have enough provisions to make Porta Magnum. The largest of the walled cities would be a great place to re-establish ourselves. Hopefully so. I realize that this is an optimistic thought, and have to admit once again I feel lighter, as if have left a burden behind in the gnome ruins. Day 52 It was not Faramond's we go, but further up into the mountains. If I thought the gnome settlement was a wonder of the industrial world, it pales in comparison to this wonder of the natural one. We crested a pass into a protected valley filled with winged steeds. Alowal crept in stealth down among them and captured one. He must have used the same magic as against the mob on the valley floor, as the poor thing was showing the whites of its eyes. I was sufficiently cowed, though, and permitted us to mount and carry us up, 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 all the way into the clouds. I just closed my eyes hard shut and held onto my master as tightly as I could, which in itself was a trial. He is so gaunt now that it was like clinging to the embalmed dead. I still feel revulsion from that touch. When we broke through the clouds, I permitted myself a peek and gasped with astonishment. Before us, as if resting on a giant plain of cotton, was a castle of gargantuan proportions. We al alighted, and its courtyard and introduced us introduced ourselves to the nobility within cloud giants we have been made guests within on one hand i am glad of it as our supplies have dwindled and we would be eating crumbs in a few days on the other hand i am quite disturbed by the leering glances that we get from the lords of this domain rather i should say i get a lowell seems to be an honored guest and is completely at ease the sooner we are on our way, the better. I long for our, our old school tower. 
Day 53. Hopefully we will be leaving soon. I don't like our hosts, and it seems as if unsavory creatures are hiding in the shadows of the castle, which are everywhere. I understand we are invited to feast tonight. Perhaps we can go to that. Someone is here. It seems too early to go down to the feast, but perhaps I'm being invited early or some such. And that's where it ends. Dang. Hmm? Dang. Well, then. It does give us some clues of where we might be needing to go. Knows where we've been, too, and where we have yet to go. Yeah. Giants walk amongst clouds. Well. I think that's the next clue we need to follow. The, These giants do. That's not the one we need to follow next. That's the one after. The next one is. Have we already do done it a little bit out of order? Um, no, we've done it in exactly the order. Uh, yeah, we've the fate speaker has spoken true. Even though we have been distracted at times, we've seen to follow the exact path of what's in this journal. Have we destroyed the uh, phylactery? Cross-referencing it, where where did Lawal go that we are apparently by this riddle supposed to go next? To the south of the gnome lands. Yes. Wait, and no, what's to the, the north. Clues say? Um, also, you must find a dangerous lair where fiery greed guards the treasure that is there. And then the image that was conjured was um, a cave in the mountains. A curl of smoke drifts out of the cave. Well, that... this unfortunate servant did mention that wherever the wall went, he seemed like he'd been near fire for days. Mm -hmm. And there's a carrot, so an underground flaming area, perhaps? Yes, the old gnome tinkering area. So I think our best course of action um, is to go to Faramons and ask the gnomes there if they can lead us know. to their old civilization area. Have they built up? I would agree. That would be, I think, our likeliest thing. Have they built over the ruins in the past thousand years, though? Well, it doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah. <clears throat> also, I can't do anything. You can't do anything? What yeah. do you mean? You can read journals? Yeah, we need to fix, actually have a quite voice. Perhaps you'll take up residence as a oratory person. Yeah, that, is, that'll is, be the life. I mean, I, I realize that time is sort of of the essence here, but... I think it's important that we get Arlen's magic back, or at least contact the sorcerers on the coast. Mm -hmm. They did say that... Arlen, don't you have that bowl? Can you pronounce, talk to them that way? Um, they would have to have a bowl as well. And to my knowledge, the only people that have bowls are me and... Galchabar? Galchabar. I was thinking Galadriel, but that's not right. That's a different story with a different bowl. How long would it take us to get there from here? Or is it is it on the way? I don't, I'm sorry. I was all I like, it'll time. take us zero time because I have teleportation circle. Wait. <laughs> um, it is, um, let's now, look at the map. Where, where is uh, there that you're going to? Are we talking about, yeah, are we talking about the gnomes or are we talking oh. about the sorcerers? The sorcerers are two days by airship. The gnomes are one day by airship. Actually, three days by airship. Three days by airship. The gnomes are one day by airship. Well, why don't we head to Faramons? And then we can see where the gnome, the old gnome settlement is. And maybe it's somewhere 
where we can also stop and speak with the sorcerers. We also have sending. That's true. I forgot that that wasn't your spell. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We can sending to the sorcerers of the swore. For sending, do you need to have known the person that you're sending to? Because they didn't come with us. That was just me and you. Let me look that up. I was just about to look that up. No, you you can do it. You can you can go to a cleric and pay them to send a sending to someone you know. I'm pretty sure. Have to be familiar with them, and I'm not familiar with them. Or Craval is not. Well, I'm Um, sure they could describe them well enough to make you familiar with them. I'm certainly willing to try. Um, And actually, before we get that far along, um, Craval, you had sent a sending, speaking of that, to Loquox just before dinner and uh, had not got a uh, response right away. Um, we kind of glossed over that. What what was the exact um, 25 words or less that you sent to Loquox? In real world time, it's been a while, and I can honestly tell you, I do not remember. So you guys were um, wondering about dragons. And I remember... Um, yeah, we were wondering about a potential red dragon, like a cave or something. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could smith together that 25-word thing and let me know. Yeah, all that all that sending says is that it's if they the caveat is if the the person that you're sending to doesn't know you, then they don't recognize who's sending. But if you're familiar enough with them, you can still send a message to them. They'll just be like, "Who's this?" Twenty four words, nice. And I've even included this is Arlen. We're trying to reach you about your car's extended. You should say message from Arlen instead. Uh, but I can, it's fine though. It's 24 words. I mean, it's the same number of words. However, if someone says, this is Arlen, and then they're like, this is not Arlen, someone is lying to me. Oh, I guess so the sending will be, forgive my intrusion. Are you aware of a place of fire protected by one with fiery greed? Could you direct me there? Okay. And let me get the answer back to you. How does that sound? How many words? 24. 24. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. Okay, and you get a message back in Loquox's voice. Do you want me to do Loquox's voice? Hello. You know you like to. Go for it. Oh, hello, our, darling. I think our audience would be disappointed in you as a dungeon master if you don't try to embarrass me with that voice. Yes. Oh, well, I'll just do the very beginning. Oh, hello, darling. I miss you so much. <laughs> um, I will reply... Possibly from an old gnome or old dwarven stronghold where forges and such. A rare item, evil, that we must find. I think that was 25. Sounds good. Stand by, it's coming through. Okay, and you get uh, Loquox's voice in your head again. Oh, hello, darling. I miss mm-hmm. you so much. Because we are looking for a potential known place, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, third sending, I believe that's the one. Could you give me a an exact location so that we might explore it? We'll visit very soon. I was so confused on why he was responding to the sending. And I was like, we haven't heard anything. <laughs> 
Actually, the funnier thing is you're hearing Krival speak and then speak again and speak again. If everyone's used to this, they know what I'm doing. For you, it's probably... I, like, I have no idea. He's just like speaking out into the world. Well, you're kind of used to... Yeah. Red Sunrise, just chatting with nobody in particular. So you're, you're like, so right. maybe this person has a snuffleupagus as well. Yeah. Quick, quick question, because I'm curious. So sending lets you send one message. So are you casting it one third level spell every time you're sending her a message? Yep. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's not easy, but it's <laughs> welcome to DD's version of pay as you go. Don't you have a walkie, a rocky talkie? Yeah, but his sister yes, has, the has it. Who are you? Oh, low I combined them. I mean, I can I can still use the spell as long as I have a third level or higher slot. But yeah, there, I can only do this a set amount of times in a day. Okay, and you get another message back. She knows where it's at, but not exactly. It's between the halflings and the dwarves, high in the mountains. So at least that gives us an area to go look. And yeah. you gotta remember that this is knowledge from a thousand years ago so it's uh, probably dim in her memory at this point in time and any evidences of that is probably crumbled into dust in the in-between time so if you're a high-flying dragon it's kind of tough to see what is the date for this journal that jade club brought um this is right after the it doesn't have a direct date on it but it is after the mage wars um 20 years after no so it's been it's been a couple centuries easy yes it's it's been a thousand years it's been yeah. a thousand years since the mage wars yeah okay, it's, so her, her location is probably accurate then because that's where the yeah. was a thousand years ago well, while time does take away everything it doesn't take away everything yeah well like where he stashed the phylacteries yeah. well not that but i mean certain things don't change unless it's very 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 explosive or tragic so mountains stay the same passes stay the same you can kind of do that perhaps and i'm going to look over at our resident tabaxi perhaps our resident tabaxi can help see the ancient signs to lead us to where the most likely location would be just based off what does remain Um, before we, before we go though, um, I have a couple of requests for Cotter and the group, but just to remind you that you need to bring that up before we go anywhere. Um, do I have money? I do have money. Can I, um, either have someone in our party or pay someone to do ascending? You have people in your party that can do ascending. Can I do ascending? Yes, you can. We're, well, who am I sending to? We are going to send it to Mr. Storm Sorcerer. Oh, okay. I don't remember his name right now. Gonna send, send it to Elidor? Elidor. We're going to send it to Elidor. Why don't you describe uh, Elidor? So I don't know who this like. is, but you can... So make sure you include a small introduction. Yes, I have. What is it you wish to send to him? It says, hello, message from Arlen. I have lost my ability to use magic. Do you know of a remedy you can perform to restore it? Question mark. Without the question mark, because that's twenty-seven letters. But okay. Um, so I will, I will get a, as much of a description from about him as you can give me, and then I will send that exact message to him, and see if it takes. With a warning to you that this may not take. I'm sorry, Arlen, but not the best of news. Um, 
he does not know maybe with time or you may need to relearn it your magic was unpredictable <laughs> relearn it i never learned it in the first place it just kind of went <laughs> fireball you know there's a wizard i know who uh is very interested in you and you might be able to learn from him i have a bit of an idea um if it involves another chain lightning i do not want it <laughs> you don't want chain lightning um i mean so like not both both Noan and I, being monks, spent many, many years working on settling the internal forces of our minds and spirits in order to move it 50 feet and, like, punch people and punch their spirit, basically. We um, must find the calm in ourselves to do violence. Are you, are you telling you. me that Arlen yeah. is going to get a massage? So, well, not exactly. Define massage. Uh, but I'm I was thinking maybe, I mean, while we could do this while we're traveling because we need to be as efficient as possible, but perhaps between the two of us, we might be able to help Arlen like connect with his inner spirit and reconnect with his magic. Focus focus find his key. Yeah, because that's, in a way, sort of sorcery and, and monk abilities are kind of similar in that wow. way. Sort of your own personal willpower. Yeah. Magic dagger acupuncture. Magic dagger acupuncture. Oops. 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 And and if all else fails, no one could just punch you hard enough that it, like, activates the magic again. But we'll try the meditation first. <laughs> I've been... You want me to put him into his avatar state? You know, I've been, <laughs> I've been killed so many times it's worth a shot what's another death right yeah, and we can bring him back perfectly fine yeah exactly i have unlimited deaths i know she only has nine arlen i have another way we could try real quick that doesn't revolve around death oh okay uh, also before we do that um codra is there a place particular in here in the house fraser that you find well defended that you would turn into a defensible spot if the enemies were at the gates so to speak this house with cotter was designed to impress yeah. guests and uh provide comfort for the residents it really was never designed as a fortress of any sort we don't have like a fortified basement or something you have no panic rooms we have no panic rooms that's no just panic dumb. rooms um, I mean, you could barricade several of the rooms in any part of the house and and uh but I mean, basically, like I said, it's designed for, for opulence and, and uh, conspicuous consumption, not for defense. Um, if we needed a place to go, there are other places, but this house is not really a defensible space. Have you received word of something that might be coming? No, I just wanted to offer up a way of protecting your family while you're not here, but I didn't know if you'd want it here or somewhere else. Just a way to keep some of the darker things we're coming across from accessing your family. Would they? I mean, I can still, I can still do it. I just thought if tap there was a specific area that you'd be like, yeah, do it here. Maybe you could describe your plans in a little more detail there, Kraval. Well, um, with the, of course, with your blessing, because this is your family part or this is your direct responsibility not mine but i was thinking about turning the grounds we walk upon hollow so that those that were evil and dark of intent like the skeletons and ghouls of yore amongst other things would not be able to penetrate here plus i could give it another extra boom that Sinia might find helpful plus one to spreadsheets 
No, she'd be able if once on this land when she was communicating with people, she would be able to understand what they were saying regardless of the language they spoke. Oh wow! And that's something permanent you could do. I can do that now thanks to the blessings of Nevada. You certainly create your own panic room this way. Maybe one of the lower cellar rooms or something like that. Uh, well, I, I had initially thought perhaps in like some great hall or meeting room where she does her business mm -hmm. and that way they can fortify that. Yeah. I also thought perhaps maybe we might want to reach out to Kava and see if she would like to dispatch a few more trusted dragonborn to act as her personal guard since Cynia doesn't quite mm -hmm. have the same protective powers that her adoptive family does. Hollowed is kind of expensive, but, um, hmm. What's that? Actually, if you think about the ones I'm thinking about, remember that little group of people we heard about that defended the mine? I haven't never really met yes. those dragonborn, but if they were willing to do that and fight their own kind, I bet they would be interesting to try to find out something here and expand the horizons. They were a promising up and coming group of young hunters. Yeah. Do um, we have we have like at least some guard here? What, yes. What you, you kind do, of you do? You do have hired hired uh, not mercenaries, but hired uh, swords that guard. As do all the first families. Mm -hmm. Um. There was simply an idea I wish to approach the. Obviously, I will not deign to. Um, knowing that there's a dragonborn guard that uh, constantly is in attendance to Sinia certainly would be an intimidation factor, and. Maybe hollowing the uh, office, uh, giving those benefits would be a good thing, and they, they could retreat to the office if need be. So it's not a bad plan. Yeah. How long is the mansion again? Long. Uh, more it's, or less it's, than? It's three levels high and, and uh, has mm -hmm. enough uh, room for multiple parlors and, and uh, bedrooms across each one and, and so on and so forth. So it's probably longer than 120 feet. Probably, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, in fact, un undoubtedly. Then yeah. I can make we can make the area that you wish the center of the focal point and it'll just spread out from there. Yeah. Um it'll hmm. encompass multiple rooms obviously, but the main room being the center of this hub would just give her a place to fall back to where and find potential protection. She could also reinforce that while we're gone. Her her changing the room won't affect the effectiveness of what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. Her her finding somebody to take away the magic would. Well, maybe something to revisit in uh, later on today. Yes. Um, in the meanwhile, Arlen, would would you give me about fifteen minutes of your time? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, let's find some place comfortable for you to sit. Um, there should be like a spare room or something. Oh yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you're comfortable here in the parlor. Do you need to be alone with Arlen, or can the whole party be no, in attendance? Just, I just want to be comfortable. Yeah, this is fine then. Okay, then um, I just pull out a small stick of incense and I light it and set it next to her, next to him, so that the incense is kind of coming up between the two of us. And I take some a little vial out of water that I've blessed, and I just kind of draw a couple series of symbols across his head in the water mumbling to myself um it's about a 10 minute long prayer and right before i finish i will take arlen's hands in mine and say this will probably hurt and then right then he'll get oh, hit boy. by an electrical jolt as Great. we kind of 
as my power will invade his his body a little bit. It's not painful, it's but it's definitely mildly uncomfortable. And I'll cast oh, commune and speak to Ramana. I've I've had I've had, You've had uncomfortable. Worse. You've had worse. Yeah, I died from okay. electricity, so this ain't nothing. You almost And what died. is what is communing with Nuwada going to do for you? Uh, well, it'll make Arlen's hair stand on end, which will give no one no level of uh, small amusement. <laughs> um, I contact my deity or divine proxy to ask up to three questions that can be answered with a yes or no. I have to ask the question before the spell ends. One minute. You receive a correct answer for each question. Divine beings are not necessarily omniscient. You might receive unclear as an answer to a question pertaining to everything that lies beyond the deity's knowledge. In a case where one word answer could be misleading or contrary to the deity's interest, the DM might offer a short phase as an answer instead. If I cast this two or more times, two or more times, won't matter because I can't. Well, I guess I could because it's a ritual. If you cast the spell two or more times before finishing your next long rest, there is a cumulative 25% chance that after each casting the first that you, the each casting after the first that you get no answer, which means the DM won't answer you at all. So not only is it dungeon master, but also your god is just um, tired of you. Tired of you, yeah. yeah. Or divine proxy, yeah, exactly. Okay, so what are you going to ask of Nawada? Um, I will make uh, just a respectful inquiry um i will say the peaceful man whose hands i clasp has a warrior's heart but has been robbed of his weapon is there a way to restore what was lost to him no <laughs> could you imagine that nuada's voice was like that so you get an answer back in your mind in the voice of nuada hmm yeah, I'm trying to think of how to respond to this. His strength has been proven in combat. It is that which we seek to restore. Nor. Can you help? And you get an answer back in your mind. Okay, final question. Where can we find the others? That's not really a yes or no question. Oh. Um... Where can we find the others? Yes. <laughs> well, he can also he can choose to answer with a short sentence if it's not yes or no. Oh, true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Did you want me to rephrase the question? Or, no, that's oh, good. Never, okay. You're going to become a warrior in battle. Yeah, I'm going to become a fighter. <laughs> You're going to become a barbarian. With a, with a 10 strength plus zero. <laughs> Noodle okay. arms. You can just use your very high decks. Yeah, your, your My 10 skills. decks. Yeah. Um, with that answer, the power will fade, and I'll just look at uh, Noan, and I will look at um, Adrian, and then Arlen. I said, I think perhaps you must look within yourself, so perhaps our friends here are, are indeed the best way to find what you're looking for. Heck yeah, massage time. <laughs> Very good. So I, I say, Arlen, I have a meditation that, when practiced, has allowed me to heal my body. And I and I don't suspect that I could empower your key to the point to heal your body, heal wounds. But I think I can alter this meditation so that it might open the gateway in your mind to find the channel to your magic. I mean, I'm willing to try anything at this point. And so we can sit and I will, I will teach you, uh, I will create um, a meditation, uh, wholeness of the mind 
and I will teach it to you so that you might find that source within yourself that enables your magic. Okay. And so you all sit down and start doing Kumbaya together. And that is where we're going to stop today. Okay, well, uh, not a whole lot happened in this episode, and yet a whole lot happened in this episode. The big thing, obviously, Malvern's journal, and that was a bit of an eye-opener. You got to see a little behind the scenes of what's going on, confirmed the locations that the party had previously found phylacteries, and suggested the locations of the last couple of them. But can they act on this? Well, to tell you the truth, I had an entire skills challenge all set up for them to go to the library and look this stuff up, but no, they of course didn't do that. Instead, they're just going to go straight off to Faramond's and go see if they can track things down there, which makes sense when you think about it. So props to the party for thinking about that one. And then the other thing, of course, is the mystery of Arlen's magic. Will the monk's meditation be able to cure him? To find out the answer to that, we're going to have to wait for the next episode. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.